Hey everybody, it's Father Edward Looney, the host of How They Love Mary. And I know that this is a podcast and you can only hear me. But if you were to see me, especially at Mass on a given Sunday, if you were to catch a glance at my socks when I genuflected, you would notice that they are fun socks. If I am not wearing Packer game day socks, you can bet that I am wearing socks from Socks Religious. Socks Religious brings you socks with saints on them. I own St. John Paul II, St. Joseph that I like wearing on Wednesdays, St. Patrick I like wearing during ordinary time. I have the rosary socks. I like wearing those on Marian feast days. St. Nicholas wore that one for the Feast of St. Nick on December 6th. I love Socks Religious. They are the perfect gift for me, and they can be the perfect gift for someone in your life. I encourage you to find the link to Socks Religious in the show notes today and buy a pair of socks for yourself, for your family, or for your friends. And now, on with today's show. Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. I've said this a lot of times on the podcast, but the things that I like to share with you are things that I have already appreciated. The authors I speak with and about their books or CDs or whatever the case is, I've read them, I've looked at them, I know the authors usually through social media, and today is kind of no exception. Today we're talking with Scott Williams, who is the founder of SocksReligious.com. They make and produce Catholic socks that I love. I was gifted a few pairs back last year in January of 2020, and so I've been buying them and accumulating some socks religious uh, as the weeks and months have gone along for, you know, Advent or Lent or for Christmas, whatever the case might be. And so when I ordered my last pair, I got a nice email from Scott Williams just saying, thanks for the order. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. And I wrote back and I said, I host a podcast. I'd love to talk with you about Socks Religious. I'm a (laughs) big fan. I'm a super fan. And uh, so he graciously agreed. And here we are today to speak with Scott about Socks Religious. So welcome to How They Love Mary. Thanks, Father Edward. Great to be here. I have to give you a quick edit, though. It's the name of the company is Sock Religious, which is a play on words of sacrilegious a little bit. So... (laughs) It takes, sometimes it takes people a little while to, to, to get it, but uh, when it clicks, it's more fun that way. I didn't know that it must have been a play on sacrilegious or sacrilegious. <laughs> and I was hoping that it wasn't the case that the socks are sacrilegious, but, you know, yeah. a nice pun and, and no, we, words. We, we like to say that, uh, you know, getting your socks from sacrilegious certainly isn't sacrilegious. We, uh, That's a nice tagline. But it's fun to say. So tell me a little bit about your company. So I just got to know about you guys back in uh, January of 2020 through that gift that someone gave me. And just wondering, like, what motivated you to start the company? When did you start? How did this all come to be? 
Father Edward, I have a strange brain, um, but uh, but it, yeah, so I, I worked full-time in ministry for about 10 years. I worked uh, as a youth minister at a parish and um, served as the diocesan director for youth ministry at the Archdiocese of Minneapolis for uh, a few years to, to wrap up that, that career, but um, it's it was something that I just enjoyed enjoyed wearing fun socks. Like I wore a shirt and tie to work most days going downtown to the the Catholic center for work and um, socks were kind of my jam. So I'd wear, you know, donut socks on national donut day, or <laughs> I'd wear my American flag socks on the 4th of July. I just try to match things up that way. And I've always had somewhat of an entrepreneurial mind in some ways. I'm always trying to, you know, you know, make something that somebody hasn't done before um, or, or just, you know, I, I don't know. I, that, that's just the way that my brain works. Even when I worked in ministry, I was taking it from the approach of what is the the best way that I could possibly run this program or something. Um, so entrepreneurial ventures have kind of been in my life, but this has been something that I was like, well, what if we took uh, saints and we were able to celebrate feast days instead of like donuts on National Donut Day? And you know, how fun would it be to be able to wear our Padre Pio socks on the feast of uh, St. Padre Pio? So that's where the the idea came from. And we just kind of ran with it. Nobody was doing it. So we we uh, gave it a shot and grown ever ever since then. I can totally relate to the whole fun socks things. Like I wear Packer socks usually on Sundays. I wear, uh, I have Milwaukee Brewer socks that I wear for, <laughs> for baseball season. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and just when I would go to TJ Maxx and I would buy socks, I would always buy the designed socks, you know, whether mm-hmm. they had blue and silver dots all over them or right, if right. they had grids or lines or whatever. And you know what I found? This is the most bizarre thing that I don't lose the socks that match. So <laughs> so when I have designer yeah. socks, I haven't lost a, a mate for them ever. I don't know of. But when I just get generic socks, like gold toe socks, sure, I can't match those up to save my life. I always have an extra one. So I don't know why it is, but there's something about that. And maybe it's because I treasure, you know, these socks or whatever. But the same is true with the with the sock, religious socks. And uh, you mentioned like wearing them for the feast days, like Padre Pio on his feast day, September 23rd or St. Nick, uh-huh. December 6th. Of course, people are going to wear them all throughout the year, but that's just one way that they can celebrate that feast day right exactly exactly so you come up with this idea we're gonna make fun creative socks what was the first pair that you created then yeah so i took this terrible sketch to uh, a friend that and colleague that i worked with that was a graphic designer and um we thought if if this was actually going to have legs and be a real business or, um, you know, it kind of started as a joke. Like we never, I don't think that we ever thought this was going to be uh, a real thing, but uh, it was, it was just a, a pair of Pope Francis socks. So this was in 2017, um, right before the National Catholic Youth Conference. And, um, you know, Pope Francis is an all-star in a lot of high school students' minds. And we were trying to think of what would be the best product to take to a bunch of high schoolers. So uh, we made this this kind of goofy design of Pope Francis, the kind of the iconic image of where he came out to the square waving um, a- after he was named Pope. We took that image and uh, we made a batch of them and we, we ended up selling like 
a sock a minute at that conference and had to shut our booth down early because we ran out of products. But yeah. Wow. So Pope Francis and then and then the ideas just came and maybe even the saints that you're devoted to, then you're like, well, we need to observe this saint or how about this liturgical season, for example? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we just kind of um, started to design a new a new sock each month. And um, Madison, who's our graphic designer and creative director, has just done a phenomenal job of taking the lives of the saints and incorporating them into the design. So kind of our early ones were uh, some of the the heavy hitters, if you will. We did Mother Teresa. Uh, we did uh, St. Joseph. We did St. Francis of Assisi. Um, and just saints that we knew people had a particular devotion to, we tried to, to design socks that had meaning in them, which was a fun process is a fun process. I know that these socks are very popular because I live in uh, the outskirts of Green Bay. I live in Door County in Wisconsin, and uh, mm. I, I'm 20 minutes from the Champion Shrine. So I'm kind of the scholar behind the shrine and reflecting on the message and everything like that that uh-huh. Adele Bryce received in 1859. And the gift shop there at the shrine, they have your socks in a very prominent place, and they say that they are <laughs> one of the most popular products that they sell. So yeah. they are something that the Catholic devotees are really looking for. Well, that's the thing is like they they actually sell really really well in retail. And people walk into your average Catholic gift shop and bookstore and often it's a lot of the same stuff. And all good stuff, a lot of rosaries and and statues and things like that. But our products definitely stand out. Uh they're they're they products that are 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 different, but what we've learned is that people are often looking for that different and unique product to gift a friend, um, whether it's for confirmation or um, you know a, a particular just holiday. Like to be able to offer something that's new, different, and unique is 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 fun. Definitely, and you know you can give them a book for confirmation. They're probably not going to read the book. Give them a pair of socks, they might wear the socks, especially when they haven't done their laundry when they go off to college, if they got confirmed when they're a senior, you know? So, so, uh, but they can also be, I think these socks can be a tool of evangelization. You know what? I bought a pair of St. Nicholas socks over there at the Shrine and Champion, Mm -hmm. and I wore them on December 6th, which happened to be a Sunday. I made a social media post on Instagram, on Facebook, and Twitter, wherever, all those places. I'm walking up the aisle at 1015 Mass, not dressed yet. I I just arrived. So I'm walking into the church to light the candles and to go to the sacristy. I hear from behind me, two of the parishioners say, he's got special socks on today for St. Nick's Day. <laughs> so so people, people love it, but it's also a message of evangelization. And if you're a devoted Catholic, if you know the story behind the saints, someone might see those socks and they might say, well, tell me what you like about Padre Pio or who is that man? Who is Pope Francis? You know, tell me more yeah. about him. And, uh, and then they can share the faith. It's really one of these very small ways that we can take advantage of sharing the faith in a very unique way. Yeah, exactly. The, the, uh, one of the things that we, we say as a company, we've, we've kind of made this our, our company tagline, if you will, is uh, starting conversations through joyful products. And we recognize that 
our socks in and of themselves are not going to be uh, are not going to evangelize people, but it gives people the tools and the the resources to start a conversation. I am a firm believer believer that the most difficult hurdle to overcome in evangelization is simply starting the conversation. Some of the some of the best conversations I've ever had about the faith have been, uh, you know, after I've uh, you know sitting at a bar <laughs> having a beer and. Uh, just talking about things that have happened in life. And um, these are are somewhat of that same type of social lubrication. They give us the the tools to to start a conversation. And we try to be really intentional also in our products to to tell a little bit about the lives of those saints or whatever the the season or whatever it might be. Like for example, our our St. Joseph socks, there's a couple of fun things in it. Like in the Argyle pattern in the back, there's a, um, uh, a, a carpenter square. So we can tell a little bit about the life of St. Joseph and oh how my. he was a carpenter, uh, like just with that little, that little piece. Or on the bottom of the foot, we typically put like a quote from different saints, um, which is you know a powerful tool in of itself. But on the St. Joseph one in particular, uh, it's just empty quotes with St. Joseph because he was never quoted in the Bible. Uh, and, but that's like that tells a little bit about the life of that saint. And we give a little postcard that um, you know tells a little bit about their their lives and what they're known for as well when we we ship them out. Yeah, you talk about starting those conversations. I know that when I've gone to coffee shops, back in the day when I would write my books at coffee shops, I would uh-huh. sit there for you know a few hours typing away at a chapter and... And I would look around, and there was one time that there was some people sitting next to me, and I noticed something at the table, or I overheard something they said, and it began a conversation. They happened to be musicians. Uh, they live locally. They, they were actually called 7,000 Apart or something like that because she was from Sweden, he was from here or something like that, and they, they're a band. And I started talking to them, and so I listened to their music, followed them on social media now. It was a simple conversation, but I've noticed, I've seen other things you know, religious books or Bible Mm -hmm. studies happening. And and you can enter into those conversations. And those conversations happen, for example, when I go to somebody's house and I'm wearing my fun religious socks and I take my shoes off at the door and the the kids in the house, they might see them and say, oh, who's on your socks today? And that's the conversation. That's how it all begins. Absolutely. 100%. So as you continue to develop the products, uh, mm-hmm. you said you were doing one sock a month, a new sock a month. I know you have a sock of the month club where you can maybe pay X amount and you'll send somebody socks for 10 months or something like that. And uh, do you have more socks in the pipeline, more ideas uh, that you're hoping to get on the on the pattern? Yeah, so the the first of the month we re- release our new design, um, and we've got most of 2021 actually kind of slated for for who's coming out and starting to design into. We we have to work a few months out to make sure that we we have them in time. But but yeah, the the sock of the month has has been a, a fun a fun gift for for people. We we have two different clubs. One is the All Saints Club, we call it, which is just kind of the newest design on autopilot. So whenever a new one comes out, we'll we'll ship it to them before um, it hits the the website for the general public. Um, and then we have what we call the Novena Club, which has been a, a really good option for people that want to give gifts 
that uh, the gifts that keep giving, if you will. Um, so it's nine months of uh, nine of our, our favorite socks, and we, we send out a novena prayer uh, that goes along with it. So they can kind of pray with those saints for, for a period of time. That's great. You know what? I'm signing up for the monthly club, the uh, the soccer month club. So count me in. I'm going to go to the website, sign up. I'll get a new pair every month. I won't even there have to go. go to the store anymore because I'll have, have to think about 12 it. pairs of socks that I'll be able to wear then. So, um, you know, one of the things I noticed too on your website is that not only do you have socks, but you have other th- items as well. You have like yeah. a laundry thing, a laundry sign for, <laughs> for somebody. And I think it's about St. Anthony of Padua and, you know, lost socks or something like that. So you have some creative things out there on the website as well. Yeah. So we, I mean, we, we love socks. That's definitely become our, our flag- flagship product, but, um, you know, there's there's the sign. Um, we we actually we have a we have a t-shirt company as well, which used to be its own website and its own domain and everything else. But we've recently decided that it's going to be better for us and our customers to be able to have one shopping experience. So uh, it, it's it's a lot of t-shirts that have you know fun and um, and reverent humor on on them as far as what the what the designs are, but it kind of just fits into our our flavor profile, if you will, our, our sense of humor and um, and really the the mission of starting a conversation. So as long as as uh, it fits into our overall core of what our company is, you know, it's not always going to be socks. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Now you guys do a great job with social marketing uh, through social media with advertising and all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I see a lot on my newsfeed is the Juan Diego with the Tilma. um, And then I saw her face and I'm a believer. (laughs) So of course that's coming from the Smash Mouth uh, song, right? Uh, right. And then I saw her face. I'm a believer without a trace of doubt in my mind you know so that's the song but there's something there so you have juan diego and our lady of guadalupe and and Mm -hmm. um, the story behind guadalupe the the aztec indians really kind of rejecting faith juan diego being a faithful man and how so many people 10 million people were baptized because of that apparition and so really it was because of that miraculous image because of the tilma that then the people saw her face and they know who God is because she said, I'm the mother of the true and living God. And and that's the story I think behind your shirt. Is there anything else about that shirt that maybe I missed? No, absolutely. And that's and that's the whole thing. It's like there's this there's this there's this cross section between the secular and the sacred. And um, you know, that that song probably had a, a different overall meaning but in 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 the eyes of the the believer we can we can hear different things in in our everyday life and uh realize that there's there's a deeper meaning in our in our own spirituality in our own lives and uh being able to take that secular piece and turn it into something that's beautiful and holy uh is something we desire to do but but yeah I'm looking at your website right now, and one of the things I'm looking for as I'm perusing through it is the fact that this is a podcast about the Blessed Mother. And so yeah. I know that you have socks to the Blessed Mother and in honor of her. You yeah, have, we've got a few. You have the Our Lady of Guadalupe socks. 
Uh, which are coming in a box that I ordered. Uh, we have the rosary socks. I was actually gifted a pair of those, so I uh, wear those. You have Our Lady of Grace there, so that's a, a very nice uh, sock there with yellow and blue kind of coming out from Our Lady. Kind, I, I'm assuming that's symbolizing the grace. That yeah, it's all the kind graces. of a takeoff of the, uh, the miraculous metal um and then on the on the bottom of that particular one our lady of grace is the uh uh there's the serpent so you're helping mary to step on the serpent's head which is fun then you have the marian monogram socks now i don't know if i would buy those socks they look a bit more feminine than my tastes would be interested in i think well, really do you not think those that? are some of my favorites yeah oh, really i yeah highly disagree highly. Uh, i was gonna ask do you think that there are some that are more feminine and more masculine or whatnot but okay well, so. i mean i mean s s some of them but uh yeah i don't i don't know they're just blue <laughs> sure sure it's just a softer blue that i'm accustomed to wearing i guess That's okay what, but okay i you know maybe i need to buy that pair of socks wear them and maybe that'll change no, my you, mind you do you father uh yeah i yeah so that that's a, that's a fun one i always thought that the so it has we, we called it marion monogram um but it's it's also called Auspice Maria, but we didn't think that would be yeah. as easy in the in the search terms. But I always thought that that AM was Ave Maria, correct? Uh, yeah. But Auspice Maria, which means under the protection of Mary, and that um, comes from the Sulpicians. That's the the motto of the Sulpician Order, actually. So interesting. Yeah. So so under the protection, you're wearing the socks of Mary, and as she went out herself, you have visitation socks, for example. And so yes. Mary walks, she goes to this place, and so to wear socks is kind of almost in a sense like calling to mind the fact, well, she was a pilgrim on this earth. She went from place to place, and and she walked, and I'm walking now, and and mm -hmm. all of these things. So there's there's a beautiful sentiment behind it. Now talking about the visitation socks again. Like these are some socks that I think, for my taste, are a bit more feminine than I'd like. But you would disagree sure. there again. Well, I mean, there's purple on the heel. Uh, <laughs> there, you you can you can wear them or you don't have to, Father. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> well, well, that's we, great. Not everything is a one size fits all. Yeah. Now, what what has been your most popular sock? Um. I would say, I mean, it, it, it changes. It's a little bit hard to, to track just because we, the progression of how they are rolled out on a monthly basis. But I would say it's probably either St. Joseph or St. Francis of Assisi. Okay. I think that a, a lot of um, people see that St. Joseph sock as a, as a really great gift for their husbands or for Father's Day or... Um, or things like that. So, and especially with the year of St. Joseph, we're I, probably going to see an uptick of that this year. I was just going to say the year of St. Joseph, Pope Francis called for, I'm sure that's going to be a popular sock. And in fact, I typically try to wear those socks on Wednesdays because that's the day the church traditionally ascribes for devotion to St. Joseph. So uh, what a great idea the, the sock religious concept is. And uh, maybe just one last thing. Um, yeah. I, I've just started buying sweatshirts myself. So like I bought the chosen sweatshirt, for example, and now I mm -hmm. wear it usually over a collar or whatever. And 
Um, there, there's also, you know, the Catholic guy, Lino Rulli, uh, made a, a really fun sweatshirt for his uh, pop-up shop. And it's it was, let's not. It was the Cardinal Dolan quote from, let us offer each other the sign of peace. And Cardinal <laughs> Dolan said, let's not. So I love telling that story. And I was just at a party the other day uh, with, you know, two or three people. And I said, you know, this is a sweatshirt that I bought. And I pulled up the video, played it. Everybody was just roaring laughing because of it. So that was that conversation starter. I know you make t-shirts. I'm now getting into sweatshirts because I live in Wisconsin and it's cold and maybe the yeah. Argyle sweaters aren't what I need to be wearing. But do you have any plans to do sweatshirts? Uh, I mean, not not currently, but you know, maybe we can make a, a special Father Edward podcast sweatshirt just for you. I don't know. Oh, that, that, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. But anyways, well, great. Well, I've loved talking to you about the socks that I love wearing from Sock Religious. And one of the things I do before I let a guest go is just to build quickly with them their Marian profile, which is just a series of rapid fire Marian questions. And, yeah, bring um, it on. So how about your favorite title for Mary? And this could be a title that maybe right now in your own devotional life, you're invoking yourself. Uh, I would say Mary, Queen of the Universe. Sure. And that's, uh, you know, I think in Canada, there's a basilica or a cathedral uh, to that uh, title of Our Lady. and But she is the queen of the world. She's the queen of the universe. How about yeah. a favorite? I think Mary there's one in Orlando, Florida, too. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Now that you say that, that's right. Yep. How about a favorite Marian sacramental? In a sense, we could almost say that these socks are sacramentals. But <laughs> yeah. uh, do you have a, a, a Marian sacramental that you wear, that you make use of? Maybe there's even a story behind a sacramental you have. Um, I, I wear the miraculous medal around my neck and a rosary in my pocket um, most frequently. There are lots of prayers to the Blessed Mother, the Hail Mary, of course, coming from sacred scripture. Other saints Indeed. wrote prayers to the Blessed Mother. Is there a Marian prayer that you have recourse to in a time of need? Um, I, I don't know if I would, it's not, I don't know if it's like a formal prayer, prayer or not, but I often catch myself using the phrase like Mary to protect us under your, your mantle and just that, that that notion of being under Mary's protection and wrapped in her mantle has been a significant uh, part of my prayer life. That was a part of the message that she gave to Juan Diego. So there is something there about that, even just in her own words, you know, you mm -hmm. are in my mantle or something along those lines. So it is a beautiful prayer for sure. There are lots of Marian scripture references. Of course, she speaks in the New Testament. There are prophecies in the Old Testament. Is there any Marian scripture passage that kind of resonates with you? Something she said that inspires or encourages you? Um, I would say probably her fiat. Just part of my 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 journey in um, and working in ministry or where I've been headed in life has just been a series of little yeses and responding in a way that you know even if I wasn't quite sure whether or not God was calling me in that way. Uh, I felt a tug and pull and uh, willing to try. So just kind of imitating her, yes. Yeah. There was a person I interviewed a while ago, and she talked about her daily fiat every day having to say yes to what God wants. And mm -hmm. that was something that I still think about, like I'm giving my daily fiat right now. So yeah. definitely. 
How about um, when people pray the rosary, they sometimes, you know, they might say, I don't know how to pray the rosary well, or I don't get anything out of it. It's monotonous. It's repetitive. Is there a rosary tip that you could offer to help people pray the rosary better? Oh, gosh. I don't know if I'm the right person to ask this question to. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer that, that there is seasonality in prayer, and it, you don't have to always pray the same way. Sometimes, uh, you know, we, my wife and I have uh, an adoration hour, and, you know, I make sure to pray a rosary during that time as well. But I would say mostly just being able to find routine and knowing that that seasonality is okay too, and that prayer doesn't have to look the same each day. Yeah. You know, I think that's something that lots of people can resonate with, especially, you know, when we think about the people that, when at least I think about the people that come to Mass on Sunday, I bet that's their lived experience of prayer. Of course, there's, you know, a, a small percentage that probably is your daily rosary prayer and they do the Divine Mercy and all these novenas mm -hmm. and all this stuff. They pray from their prayer book. And then there are others that say, well, this is how I can pray today. And so um, there was a, a wise spiritual. Uh, advisor. He was actually a confessor. I'd go to confession to him every now and again. And he would always say like, don't pray as you want, pray as you're able. So like I could have the ideal of how I want to pray, but pray as you can, pray as you're able. And, you yeah. know, I always hear his voice. He's since gone to the Lord and, and, um, I, I still hear that voice sometimes when I'm like saying, am I doing enough in prayer? And I, I hear father John say, do a, pray as you're able. And so that's the seasonality of prayer that you're speaking about, I think. Yeah. And I, like my favorite uh, time for prayer is in the morning at like 6 a.m. before anybody wakes up. And then sometimes my son wakes up at 5.30 and, <laughs> and that becomes my prayer. Sure. <laughs> How about a favorite Marian apparition? She's appeared all over the world. She's spoken these messages to visionaries. Is there one that maybe you've visited the place or maybe you've just mm -hmm. heard the story and said, I really like this story? Yeah, I would I would definitely say Our Lady of Guadalupe. My wife and I got to go on a weekend um, trip pilgrimage to the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico City. Actually, just in February, right before, well, before we knew the, uh, how much the pandemic was, was go going to come. Uh, but yeah, we, we snuck that trip in before, before all of that. And it was just really a wonderful experience to see our lady and to be with my bride. Wow. You know, that's one of the places that I have wanted to go. It's on my bucket travel list. And so mm -hmm. hopefully soon the COVID-19 restrictions, all that stuff will be over and uh, pilgrimages will be able to return. It, you know, it kind of broke my heart this year not to go on a pilgrimage. Of course, I go on a pilgrimage every time I go to the Champion Shrine, you know, 20 minutes away, but to go to an extravagant place like I'm accustomed to, it's uh, been mm -hmm. a sad year not to be able to experience that. So indeed. Um, there are other Marian shrines. Maybe there's a Marian shrine in Indianapolis. And just wondering if there's a shrine you've visited that kind of just left a mark or an impression upon you. It could be Our Lady of Guadalupe. It could be a different devotional title uh, shrine as well. Yeah. Um, are you are you familiar with the um, 
St. Minard Arch Abbey, which is a Benedictine monastery in southern Indiana. Yes, I'm very familiar. I've never been there, actually. I, I was trained by Benedictine monks at Conception Abbey, and uh-huh. uh, so very familiar with the Benedictine they're, tradition. They're friends. Yes, uh, they are. Um, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try to Google it while we're on a podcast, but they there have like is, a little chapel there. It's like yeah, the it's Monte Cassino chapel. Monte or, Cassino. Yeah. yeah I, I couldn't remember the first part of it. It's like, the, I, I didn't know if it was the shrine of Monte Cassino or, but uh, yeah, it's a little chapel that like, I don't think there's, there's running water or barely electricity in there, but it's a beautiful place of refuge and prayer uh and i cannot remember all of the story that goes along with it but if somebody wants a fun google trip go to the google machine and uh learn about monte cristo uh and yeah yeah monte Cassino, I'm sorry yeah you know i know that uh, as i follow saint Meinrad on facebook and twitter and all those places i know that they've been doing kind of marian reflections from that little chapel that's why mm-hmm. it's kind of came to mind as you were talking about it. And yeah, I would love to be able to go and visit that little place. And, you know, sometimes it's those small little oases of prayer that can help us, that that we find the strength and courage to continue to live this life, this Christian life that we live in. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now, there are lots of books about Mary. Saints have written books about Mary. I've written a book, a few books about Mary. Uh, how about a book recommendation? Um, I, I'd say that the, the biggest aid to my, my journey, my relationship with Our Lady has been the, just the 33 days to morning glory book that, that, uh, is the, that, that, that consecration to Jesus through Mary and being able to walk with the lives of the saints that had these great Marian devotions. Um, that has been the greatest aid for me, I would say. Okay. And how about lastly, when we go to church on a Marian feast day, the Assumption, Mary, Mother of God, Immaculate Conception, is there a Marian song or hymn or chant that you hope they will sing at that Mass? Oh, goodness. Um, I, I'm going to blank on the, the name of it now, but uh, pass. I don't know. Pass. You have any <laughs> words in mind? Any um, words come to mind? Uh the only thing I can think of is like the sister act song, oh, which is like, oh, yeah. sure. I, I can't remember the name of the, like the actual song, but that's the one that that's coming to mind. And the only reference I can make to it is, is sister act, which I know isn't like uh, a great answer. No. Well, that's a, a I think a, everyone knows what I'm talking yes. about. <laughs> it's the hail Holy queen. That's uh, yes. I, I always say that that's going to be the closing song at my funeral, because I just love hearing those words, all creation echoing, salve, 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 Regina. I would say so, that one. That's my yeah. answer. <laughs> well, great. I love that song too. So that's your Marian profile. I am so appreciative of the fact that you took time out of your day from your company to be able to talk about Sock Religious, a company that I really have fallen in love with and really hope that many of the listeners will go and support uh, you guys and uh, get your socks that truly uh, it can begin those conversations of faith that you're talking about. If people want to learn more about you or Sock Religious, how can they do that? Yeah, sockreligious.com or sockreligious on all of your favorite social media sites would be the best best avenue. 
And as we were talking before the show, you were saying that you host a podcast with a friend of yours called All Set for Sunday. So yes. if people are looking for another podcast to listen to, maybe you want to check that out one weekend as a way to prepare for Sunday Mass. Yeah, we, we like to say that All Set for Sunday, it's a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics to be a little more prepared for Sunday Mass. Well, that's great. And, you know, this has been a very lively conversation, a very fun conversation. So uh, I love the fact that we were able to talk about the socks, and uh, I hope people will go. And there's a link to the show notes uh, for individuals who are looking for sock religious. You can go there and click that link, and it'll refer you there to that website. So thanks so much, Scott, for your time today, and blessings on all you do. Thank you, Father Edward. It's been a joy. You've been listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast and want to support the podcast, I'd encourage you to do so by becoming a member at Patreon. By supporting this podcast on Patreon, you will help to pay for the monthly fees associated with the podcast and the possibility of upgrading equipment and also putting money into advertising and promotion. If you like this podcast, I'd encourage you to share it with your family and friends. And please like it and review it on Apple Podcasts. Post about this podcast on your social media. And when you're on your social media, you can follow me, Father Edward Looney, at the handle at FR Edward Looney on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I can't wait to share another episode of How They Love Mary with you next time. So be sure to tune in then. Until then, let us remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless.